Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's special episode of Stay Grounded, my April 2022 monthly reflection episode. If you are new to my monthly reflection episodes, then welcome. I'm so grateful that you're taking the time and energy to tune in to this week's Stay Grounded special. Every month I go deep and unpack all of the lessons and learnings from my month. I navigate my highs, my lows, the perspectives, the patterns, and I really make myself a guinea pig for showcasing how we can all embody a lifestyle of awareness, a lifestyle of learning from your failures, learning from your emotional experiences, and taking all of those lessons into um, into a path forward, taking all of the emotional experiences and difficulties and, and joys that you might show up, that might show up on a month-to-month basis and use all that information to craft a purposeful next month. And April was a very triggering month. <laughs> And a lot of things happen in my work and my relationships and more importantly, my relationship with myself. And it was, um, it was just a very triggering month. I don't have another way to say it. Um, and in all of that, I think the biggest lesson that I took away, which I'll talk a lot more about on this week's episode, but I really learned the importance of filling myself up with my own love and filling my own cup up first before I try to seek validation or love or connection outside of myself. So before I go to my girlfriend Gina for love, I have to learn to fill it up myself. Before I go to get validation from someone else for anything in my life, I have to learn to give myself validation. And this was such a I mean, I've known this about myself. Like I, I you know, and I have this pattern to seek external validation and and, you know, and especially in business and entrepreneurship. And, and so I know these patterns exist, but even for myself, after doing so much inner work, it was really beautiful for me to remember that there's always deeper levels. There's always deeper lessons to learn and things to unpack and gave me a lot of hope and, and excitement for the journey ahead. And I can't wait to share all of my lessons with you on this month's episode. Um, my dear friend, Georgina holds the space and guides such an incredible conversation. And I'm just grateful that all of you are here listening and growing alongside me. It is such a privilege to be able to share these lessons and hear from all of you how the monthly reflection episodes are guiding your own journeys. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me feedback. Thank you for sharing what 
what what's resonating for you, it goes such a long way in inspiring me to continue pouring my heart into these episodes. So if you haven't reached out to me already, say hi to me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, reach out to me however you feel like you want to reach out. I love hearing from you guys. And again, I'm just so grateful to be along for the ride uh, or have all of you along for the ride alongside me as I am navigating some pretty gnarly questions about life. <laughs> so anyways, without further ado, here is um, this month's or April 22's monthly reflection episode with my dear friend Georgina. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Georgina. Oh, boy. Welcome back. We're back again. Great to be here. What delights do you have this month? I'm very excited to hear. So everybody listening, Georgina and I usually, you know, really drop in and connect with each other about for about 30 minutes before we actually hit the record button just so um i can do like a giant vomit of all the things that happened during the month and then we can decide on what the most important lessons and learnings are and and as <laughs> as we started recapping it just got so i'm realizing the things that i'm processing are also the things that georgina is processing the things that georgina is processing is also the stuff that my girlfriend Gina is processing. It's the same stuff that all my friends are processing. And it just feels like there's this, that's what I love most about my monthly reflection episodes. It's that, you know, these are coming from a lived experience. These are not, I'm not planning to have these lessons. I'm not trying to find these things. They're just showing up for me. And, and, um, and I'm really grateful and excited to kind of go deep into this month's uh, or last month's lessons and reflections because I just feel like at this point in my journey, the things I'm uncovering are, they're nuanced, but they just have so much. Uh, I'm starting to see the 30,000 foot up picture of why all of this is happening, why we get triggered, what the end all be all is. And yeah, and I'm just so grateful to have you here, Georgina, and to go deep. Let's dive in. Yeah, it's going to be a good conversation today and just say a lot of synchronicities as well, which is it's just so beautiful that we get to learn from each other through this process as well. So thank you. So where should we start, Raj? Like what feels like, what's present right this moment that you want to start to talk about? I think one of the biggest ahas that I want to really start with, because I think this is a common thread that connects almost everything, is that. I realized for myself that the way I hear what other people say is not through a lens that's present. Yeah. Let's unpack this because as we were reflecting on this for the episode, this is like bing, bing, bing. This really resonated with me as well. I completely get where you're yeah. going. So let's talk. Because, and I, and I want to give everyone some context. So this month was just such a triggery month for me. I had a lot of stuff happen in work and business in my interpersonal relationships, which is ultimately my relationship with myself in relation to my relationship with my parents, my relationship with myself in relation to my relationship with Gina, my relationship with myself in relation to creation and work. And so I like to think of, you know, everything I do in the terms of, of relationship to, because that to me is how you can start to unpack 
a framework and a system for for understanding how each thing you get triggered by, each thing you become aware of is all interconnected and related. So I just want to set that stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a few really big, big triggering events happen. I had a, an event in business, which cost me a lot of money. It was a very costly, you can call it a mistake. You can call it a, a slip up, which then may led to me feeling like a failure, which then led to a lot of really open and honest conversations with my parents, experiences with Gina where I didn't feel like I was enough in myself and I kept wanting validation from her. And every time I would try seeking validation, that would get into triggering, triggering arguments. And then my relationship with creation and work and me desiring certainty instead of creating from my heart. Mm -hmm. And when I think about at least the conversations that I'm having with others and the way that I'm relating to all of this, I'm never actually present. Like when I'm going to trigger with my dad, let's just use him as an example. If I'm triggered by something that happens with, and when I say trigger, it's like an emotional spike downwards. I'm like just in an emotionally charged place. Let's say Gina is an example. Like when I feel triggered, I can't actually hear what she's telling me in (laughs) this present moment because My perception, my lens is happening from a time that isn't even present right now, which is this, oh, you always do this Uh or you never do this or which is all rooted in like, you know, time from the past that that may have been true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't actually even have a conversation with her in this moment. I can't even unpack what's happening in this moment. I can't even hold the space for a different set of actions or reactions to happen because I'm so stuck in my own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with my parents. I can't actually even give my parents an opportunity to express how they're feeling in this moment because I'm so stuck in how I've always thought they, they show up in how always and nevers. And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I realize I did that. I I realize I do that in almost every area of my life. Yeah. And I think you're in that as well. Well, it was a really sobering slap in the face for me in realizing that because, you know, and I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, I don't think our our subconscious wants us to be happy. I think it just wants us to survive and survival in terms, like I consciously might want to have a really loving relationship with no, no arguments, no dis- disagreements, but my subconscious actually doesn't feel like a life without worry, a life without argument, a life without chaos is actually safe. Right. And so my mind wants to go out there and create, and it's constantly looking for ways to screw up a good thing, to to stay angry, to stay mad, because that is familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe talked about this on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You know, she talked about how there were belief systems that came up for her around, you know, wanting to create chaos so she can feel safe around things with her dad. And I realized that a lot of that was coming up for me too. It's like anytime I'm seeking for validation or certainty, it's because feeling that within myself is unfamiliar. My entire life, I have looked for all of these things externally. And the the process of looking for it internally is very, very, very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. That's why I naturally don't want to do that. I naturally don't want to find 
how to fill myself up and change my perception so that I can show up with love in my relationships. And I think that was the biggest lesson. It's like when I stopped focusing on others, when I stopped focusing on what others are doing to me or how others would never change or they're always the same, and I started examining my own perception and my own lenses, and then I step, I took one step further and started exploring how can I actually fill my own cup? How can I actually help myself feel valued, validated? How can I help myself believe the things that everyone else tells me about me? How can I actually feel my own worth and love and forgive others and accept how can I actually do that? When I, when I actually started exploring and asking myself that question instead of the, oh, how can things outside of me change? How can this person change? How can that person change? How can this situation change? Yep. I started having a very different experience. And, and now, and all of these things, like the first three weeks were very triggery. And then the last week was me actually having a lot of clarity around for me, what self-love actually looks like. And and one layer above self-love, it's not even self-care, it's not even self-love, it's actually just feeling your own energy, your own self, your living in presence instead of like living in the mind and making assumptions. It's giving people the benefit of the doubt instead of assuming. It's it's listening to understand instead of listening to respond. Yeah. Which is how I am my entire life. I've always been listening to respond because that's, but listening to understand is a very different skill set. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of my month, which was like one, the kind of slap in the face realization that all of the fights I was having with everyone in my life was a result of me having a perception. And then the only way to actually heal that perception was to fill my own cup up and give myself what I needed instead of seeking it from other people. And then the change that that has inspired in my life is monumental. Yeah, and it's a huge shift, right? If you think about a lot of us, myself included, raised on a diet of external validation, praise from teachers, praise from parents, praise from people in sport, praise from the people that you work with, et cetera. And so we've almost been conditioned to look outside ourselves for that validation and then how do you get to that place where you can either believe the validation when it's positive or you don't don't actually need to go and seek it anymore because you know who you are at that deep 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 level here's the crazy thing i realized when i stopped seeking for certainty when i stopped seeking for validation mm-hmm. when i stopped seeking for unconditional love from others it actually started coming to me. Mm -hmm. When I learned to just give myself the validation that I craved instead of going to it from Gina, energetically, she started actually giving me the validation I was wanting before without me asking for it. When I learned to unconditionally accept and love myself as I am, instead of needing to hear something from my family, I actually started hearing it from them. When I stopped in work, trying to create opportunities for certainty and stressing about creating those opportunities, I started 
operating and showing up in a way that allowed those types of situations to just come to me. When I started just healing the energetics and feeling, when I stopped needing it from the outside and I, because I was so filled up from the inside, I actually started getting what I wanted, which is such a mind fuck. <laughs> it is such a mind trip because in my mind, I always thought like, even in love, in love and relationship, it's like, if I let go of the responsibility, it's like this, like, if I stop seeking for it from Gina, I'll never get it. If I stop bothering Gina, if I stop telling Gina that, hey, Gina, like, why won't you love me? Why won't you love me? If I just let go, she won't actually love me. That's the belief of the mind. So the belief of the mind is I have to keep, keep, keep looking and seeking and reminding her and doing this because if I step away, it'll just go away. The opposite is I have found the opposite to be true. When I fill my cup up and I fill my cup up fully, she now has the permission and the ability to actually love me unconditionally and fully in a way that feels good to both of us. Bar none, period. And that is such an eye open. Like it's just such, it's so, like it still mind boggles me, that realization. Like, because it's just, this is why I think personal development is so hard because we have these beliefs in our mind and what I'm talking about is actually surrendering the beliefs that we have in order to trust in something bigger and greater. And the bigger and greater is so much better than anything our minds could have comprehended. That's amazing. And like I feel that you're describing this place where the universe is almost reflecting what you're putting out there. So if you're reflecting, if you're putting out this energy of of self-love and that you love yourself, then it makes sense that that's what other people would reflect back to you. Like I had a vision or I had a, a breathwork experience. And that was another thing I, I realized, you know, really for me this month, it's paying attention to when I'm not grounded. Like I pay a lot of attention to when I am grounded, what helps me stay grounded, what helps me stay grounded, right? Like this month I kind of went the other direction and I started paying attention to the things that didn't help me feel grounded. And every time I didn't feel grounded, it was because I was looking for that certainty in something outside of me. Right. I was looking, so like in work and in creation and business, like it's like looking for the money in the bank account instead of feeling the trust I have in the universe, always being able to give me more than I will ever need. It's like, why do I need to see the vision when I can feel it in my heart? When I can feel it in my heart, I don't need to see it because I know I can feel and trust that it's all coming. Mm-hmm. Same thing with relation, same thing with anything. It's like when I can feel fully like when I can feel successful and like I'm worthy and like I'm valued, I don't need a failure or a success outside of me to actually give me that. Like I don't need it. And so it's like, I was noticing like when I'm not grounded and when I'm not feeling powerful, authentic, connected, like I'm just in flow, it's because I'm going to these states and and it's, and I'm creating those realities too. Like when I'm committed to my practices, when I'm doing my breath work, when I'm meditating, when I'm practicing gratitude, when I'm connecting with my vision, when I'm filling my own cup, which is what all of these reels back to, filling my own cup, very rarely do I actually feel all those beliefs, those stories that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, da-da-da-da-da. 
It's like when I actually make the time to invest in me and when I get triggered, use as an opportunity to go inward and examine what is actually creating this response and learn to unpack it and learn to teach myself what true love is, what self-love is, shift the belief systems. When I can do that work, it just changes the quality of my life. It changes the the quality of my life, hands down. And and I, and I don't know. I think that's just where I'm at right now with with this idea of self leadership. Like I've been l- really going deep into internal family systems, which is a a form of psychotherapy developed by a, a guy named Dick Schwartz. He's got a brilliant book on this called No Bad Parts, and it's a book on self-leadership, which is going inward and doing the inner work and learning to be aware of all these different parts that we have in our psyche, the parts that don't feel like we're good enough, the parts that feel like it's like just in learning how to navigate that. And I'm learning for myself, like that's a big part of self-leadership, which is learning to fill my own cup and learning to take responsibility for all the parts that that feel like they're being taken advantage of. the parts that feel entitled, the parts that feel burdened. Like it's, it's, it's my responsibility to actually fill those, like learn how to communicate to those parts and learn how to communicate with myself because no one else can do it for me. Like I can sit here and even if I gave my dad a script, Hey dad, here's a script. I want you to read off the script and tell me these things. Even if he said that to me, it wouldn't ring. It doesn't work. You know this, right? Like if you hear something from someone else, like that, even if you, that's exactly what you needed to hear. It just doesn't, it doesn't ring because who you actually need to hear that from is yourself. That's it. Yeah. I think this is why it's so challenging is that often we need to shift our own identity about how we see ourselves. So let's say that you need to hear from someone that you are lovable, that you are loved. And if you don't actually believe that at a deep level, if that's not your truth, it doesn't matter who says it, because you'll be like, oh, what they're lying, what if they don't mean it? What if they're just saying it to be nice, et cetera? You'll actually undermine those comments and then look for them elsewhere. And I found this, this, this has been a story for my life, is that the people would give me feedback about my work, for it, let's say, for example, and I'd be like, oh, and I'd find all these reasons to undermine it or undercut it. Or then I'd have to find it somewhere else because, oh, you can't just go on their opinion. I need to hear it again and again and again and again. And of course, it's it's just never enough. You never feel satiated because you are the one who needs to be able to say it for yourself. You need to have the identity of I'm, I am lovable. When you believe that you are lovable, then it doesn't matter who says it to you because you'll still believe it. And this is why it's so important to pay attention to the energetics, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can say I'm enough. You can do all that, but do you feel it? Totally. Right. And this is where the inner work comes in. This is where it comes in, you know, to pay attention to your, you know, your emotional experiences and learn from them. This is where reflection practices can come in. This is where, you know, you can really go inward to understand why you are the way you are. Like this is why the, that line of questioning, inquiry, introspection is so valuable because when you begin to understand yourself, you actually begin to understand the nuances of you. And the more you understand you, the more you can actually learn to create environments 
where others are supporting you in your journey to being and feeling like your best self. Yeah. Right? Like, because I truly feel like everyone's doing the best they can. And so are you. Right? And sometimes you don't even know what you need. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know how to ask for what you need from others, Mm -hmm. which is why it's important to take that time for yourself. I mean, like, like one of the biggest catalysts this month for me was I, I actually had a psilocybin ceremony where I, I really got to go inward and really unpack this idea of what self-love was for me. And after that, it was the integration coming back into the world and every morning checking in. Am I making this choice so that I can get love from another or am I whole and complete as I am? And going to another because I just feel so good doing that. And paying attention to the energetics, the energetics. I, we had a, Gene and I had a podcast earlier in the month around the frequency of money. Same thing. It's the energetics of everything. Like, why am I choosing this? Why am I asking for this? Is it coming from wholeness or is it coming from that space of lack? Am I choosing this business deal? Am I choosing this opportunity? Am I asking for this sale? Because it's coming from a place of lack? Or is it because I feel so nourished and whole and I want to serve or it's in connection with a greater vision and purpose for my life? Like it's, it's practicing these discernments, Mm -hmm. but you can only practice that if you, if you continuously check in and you come back to you and you begin to create that feeling of what feels good, what is present. And when somebody gives you a compliment, and if you can't receive it, sitting with that. Definitely. Right? Like there's a lesson in that because there's a part of you that's actually fighting receiving it. Can you, in, in internal family systems, Dick Schwartz talks a lot about getting to know that part. Yeah. So there's a part of you that's not allowing you to receive this compliment. What is that part protecting you from? Because your mind just wants you to survive. It does not want you to be happy. So it's serving a purpose by resisting you believing these amazing things about yourself. Can you become intimate? This is where the inner work goes in, like you were saying, Raj, doesn't it? Because if you can then track back to potentially where that story came from. So like my husband would say to me, oh, Georgina, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, no, come on, don't say that. That feels really uncomfortable. And then I do the journaling on that. I do the inner work. And I remember, oh, this, I have these um, experiences of being bullied as a child for my appearance and people saying mean things to me. And so I made a decision about who I was in that moment. And so when someone says something that contradicts that story I have about myself, I can't receive it. And then for me to be able to believe my husband, I now need to change my identity about who I believe I am. And this is where actually compliments and feedback from people can be such a good mirror for you to start to see what about yourself have you been rejecting? And what is that person now inviting you to bring up to that conscious awareness and start to love and appreciate? Why relationships can be so powerful for helping you reclaim all of who you are. So, I mean, like, if you actually sit underneath all those stories you have about yourself, and if you really go to the, the level of the soul, like, we're perfect. Mm-hmm. And we all have the ability to come back to that. Like, your soul chose your body for a reason, right? Like, that's a pretty magnificent thing. Like, really, when you connect with it, right? Like, and I think we've forgotten that. I think that's a big part of why we're suffering so much. We've forgotten 
you know, our brains, our minds have forgotten this, this incredible part of ourselves, which is the soul. It's a part of us, right? Like these are all parts of us. I now certainly prescribe to the belief that, you know, when I am most loving, most connected, most joyous, like I'm operating from the level of the soul. Like I'm connected to my, my most authentic self. Yeah. My most authentic self is not the one that's judgy. It's not the one that's angry. It's not the one that's stuck. It's not the one that's depressed. Those are parts of my human experience that are manifesting because something in my body is out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Like I really truly feel that, you know, and yes, there, there are absolutely mental conditions out there that require medical support and so forth. But I truly actually believe that most of most of our physical conditions, the things that manifest as physical symptoms in our body are actually just misalignment. Mm-hmm. Like there's something in our, our, our system that we either aren't accepting, aren't forgiving, aren't loving, aren't integrating. And when we do the work to come back to that level of wholeness within ourselves, and and remember that we're a part of this greater system. Like I'm not just my beliefs about me. I'm actually, I have a, a soul that's a part of this whole thing. And my soul is connected to something much bigger and deeper. And this is where your spiritual faiths come in, right? Like, you know, spirituality is something I've certainly been diving into a lot deeper. I grew up Hindu, you know, and, um, and I moved around a lot. So I got to, I got exposed to a lot of different religions growing up. I lived in India. I lived in the U S it's just like, I just jumped around a lot. I got to see a lot of different religions and even myself as I've grown and developed like my relationship with death and what happens after I die, how people come into this earth, like all of these questions and beliefs come back to us understanding that, you know, and, and our own beliefs about who we are. And what is our purpose here on this planet? And I truly believe that when we actually start to go inward and ask these questions, we all end up at the same place, which is our purpose is to actually be whole. Because when we are whole, we show up in a way that's kind and loving to others. We we live in our greatest truth. We do the work we're here to do. It's, it's just this lesson that keeps coming back for me. The ultimate purpose is learning to love yourself. I think you're right. And I just think that that's something that's modeled across the, a lot of the planet right now is can we love ourselves and what would happen if we did love ourselves and how would then that impact how we interact with each other, how we impact with the planet? Well, Georgina, on that, that's the scariest question of the mind. What would happen if I actually loved myself? Yeah. Well, what would you say? What would you do? Who would you be? What would you strive for what would you it's so scary to the mind because that is so foreign to how most of us are actually operating we've gotten everything in our lives as a result of not loving ourselves and in fact we are surviving today because we're not loving ourselves shifting to a place of love might mean relationships changing might mean finding new friends it might mean like all of these things are very true and that's scary yeah i think as well like I think certain industries would, would transform as well. You think about, for example, the beauty industry and the fashion industry that obviously thrives on, if you wear this, you're going to be more desirable. If you look like this, you're going to be, you know, make more money, et cetera. It's so interesting how a lack of self-love is just commoditized and 
how everything would change, I think, if we were able to cultivate that inside of ourselves. I think taking the responsibility to fill your own cup up is what the the world needs, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's the recipe for massive fulfillment. Like if I really had to boil it down, like when you take responsibility for your own inner joy and love. And it's not being petty, like, you know, being like, I want to be independent because I don't want to keep my heart open. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying keeping your heart open even when you're hurt and learning to truly actually like learning to to fill your cup up and and deciding what that means for you. Like if that means reminding yourself that you are enough mm-hmm. or if that means making choices to do better, whatever that mix is for you, self-love is a mix of I am enough and I can be better. It's like the intersection of that is self-love. But only you can take responsibility and you can only you can be honest with yourself about what is actually the thing that quantifies as self-love. So would you be willing to share for yourself like what quantifies as self-love? I think when I stop putting expectations on others and I can actually just love and appreciate them. Like I and there's a feeling like I can tell when like when I say, Oh, I don't I don't expect anything from you, but then I'm very distant from you. Yeah, I felt that as you said it. Yeah. I've just found myself doing that a lot of times. Like I'll say like, no, I don't need anything. But then like in my heart, I'm like closed. Yeah. That's not Mm self-love. Right. That to me is not filling your cup up. Like to me, true filling your cup up is like, I don't expect anything from you. And I'm so glad that you're not doing anything for me. It's like, you're so filled just with the other person being as they are. Mm -hmm. That to me is actually because you're so full. You're so full. And that to me is the true mark of like, are you filling your own cup up or are you putting your expectations on others? When you stop expecting things from them, how do you feel around them? Right. Do you feel resentful or do you feel full? Because you've learned to actually give that to yourself. I think that's always a check with me. And and it's a really hard pill to swallow, really hard pill to swallow. When you realize that you have expectations on others that are not being met and you don't know how to fill your own cup. And I think a part of that is, is accepting and having those hard conversations with other people, being really vulnerable is a way to fill your own cup. Like I, I've had conversations with Gina where I'm just like, I really don't know how to actually love myself. I really don't know. I'm really struggling with this right now. That's a huge question to ask and a massive conversation to open. Like, would you like to share some of the, because maybe other people in similar situation, what kind of Yeah, I mean, I I had a a trigger earlier in the month around like just exercise. And, you know, I've, for me, and I think I've talked about this in bits and pieces over the episodes, but, you know, I, I grew up being an athlete and I have the voice of an inner coach in my mind. Like there's a part of me that, pushes me from a space of anger instead of like constructively coaching me to do my best. And there's like this voice, like if I don't, I'm not the fastest, if I'm not pushing myself, if I'm not super sore, I didn't do enough. And I've been really sitting with and examining this, shifting the energy of that voice to being more like encouraging and loving. And can I still have that fire? That's still that push to be my best without having the 
that anger and that voice in my head about it. And I opened up to Gina about that because there were times where like, you know, I would feel this, like she would really want to go work out and I didn't feel like working out and I would judge the hell out of myself and I'd go force myself to go work out. And then I would be angry at myself. And at one point she'd be like, what's wrong? And I felt stupid wanting to talk to her about it, but I opened up and I was like, I, I felt so ashamed that you were going to work out and I wasn't. I felt like a lazy piece of shit. And I don't know how to talk to myself right now. And I'm having a really hard time going to the gym because I'm just really, really like, I've had this, this MO with myself where I'm just, every time I go hard in the gym, it's just me yelling at myself. I listen to music that just is angry and it's not in alignment with how I am in any other part of my life. And it just feels uncomfortable and I don't want to be in it. That was an honest conversation that I had with her. And I was just like, can you help me? Can you support me? And when I'm able to actually let my guard down and say that, she has an opportunity to show up and love me. I think that's a part of self-love. Like that's, that to me is self-love is opening up and being vulnerable and, and really admitting when you're struggling. When you're able to have that conversation, it's almost like you then become the witness to the coach that you can separate yourself out from that coach. You can see a different perspective rather than being in the coach's voice. It's like, oh, that's just a part of me. And there's this, this other part of me and I can talk to these different parts and then healing can come about. So what I love about journaling, for example, and the self, in, a, in, in the self-discovery work, when we're able to articulate those voices and capture those voices and, and explore those voices and express those voices, then sometimes it just takes that edge off. It takes the, the energy out of them and you can transform them because um, there's likely a part of you as well that, I, I don't know, just had this vision of you as a little kid being a daydreamer and someone just like who just loved to wander and was fascinated by everything. And that little part of you just in awe. Like uh, it'd be interesting to explore like how that little part of you feels with the coach's voice in in its head when it just wants to love and be like, wow, this is amazing. You know, and on that note, this is what helps. Like when you claim your most authentic self. And you connect and you start unpacking like, hey, I have this voice in my head that's really mean. I have this, these thoughts about myself that create suffering. Mm -hmm. When you can learn to observe them, you're actually, you're not being that part. You're being the observer of that part. Yeah. That's what mindfulness is, right? Mindfulness is being observant of these parts of you, the angry part, the sad part. Mm-hmm. The inner child part, the childlike part, the inner coach. Like these are all parts that we're just paying attention to. It's parts therapy. There's an entire branch of therapy, internal family systems, parts therapy that literally talks about this in grand detail. And I think truly healing is about learning to have conversations and bringing that up with the people that you trust. Yeah. Like I trust Gina with everything, with my life. I trust her with my life. Like I can go to her and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling around this. Can you help me unpack it? Right? Like we all have people in our lives that we can go to. And if you don't, then this is where creating community and asking for help can be big. Right? Like this is where reaching out to people on social, mm-hmm. sending messages. Like there's so, like I put out content all the time. Like you can always reach out to me. You can, there's communities that exist for this type of work. And in fact, we're going to be creating one. 
pretty soon. I right, like I didn't want to throw that out yet because it we're still putting together the curriculums and the teachings and getting the app ready. But guys, like, yes, we're going to be creating a community for people to have these types of conversations together pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. But at the core of it, you know, this is where I think it it's this is what self love is. Self love is taking the time to know your authentic self. And if you're unaware of who your authentic self is, it is that part that is just so magnificent. The part of you that chose this body, the part of you that witnesses everything, that's really who you are. And I just want to go back to what you said there about part of you that chose this body. I've had conversations with myself as well around that. Like, isn't that amazing? Imagine if your soul did choose this body. How would you then respect it? How would you then admire it? How would you then be able to work it and use it and love it rather than being ashamed or feeling like it's got to look a different way or be a different way? That in itself is an act of of self-love, to be able to just love all that you are, like who you are, not who you wish you were, but actually who you actually are. It's the work. It is the absolute work. And it it takes... uh, Yeah, I, I just... Look, I can only speak from my own experience, right? All I know is that when I fill my own cup up, all my relationships are better. I feel more aligned, full, excited. And learning to fill my cup up to me is about returning to alignment and really reconnecting with that fact for myself that my authentic self is a part that is so much greater than any voice in my head and any emotion I'm experiencing in the moment. Like when I reconnect and rekindle and true and whatever tool gets me there, breath work is a really big one for me. You know, like I really feel like when I'm in my body in whatever way it gets me in, like breath work is actually the most effective tool for me to get into my body. Like I, I really, there's a, it's just that, that to me is, is my tool of choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just, it connects me with my heart. And when I'm in my heart, I really actually don't need to see or get anything from anyone outside of me. I can just feel super connected and present. And and creating more of that is is a goal for me. Like I, you know, my intention stepping into the next month is to really actually come back to like, one of the things with creation and work is, you know, Everything I've done in my life has done from the space of like, I have a responsibility to be successful. Wow. Like that's like the, right. right, it's a big weight. And I've carried that weight for a long time and no one asked me to carry this weight. I just did. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where I learned it. Probably learned it from my dad and my dad certainly carried that for a large part of his life. And for me, like I'm realizing that weight is doing nothing but just creating a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. But what would my work look like if... I didn't feel like being successful was a responsibility. In fact, it was just something playful that I love to do. Like, what if I changed the energy of success from responsibility to just play and love and like exciting? So then success becomes exciting instead of a responsibility. How does that feel? How would I show up? Well, how would I? It, and that's the thing. Like, my mind is like, no, Raj, if you don't have this responsibility, you'll just go do something else. I know now well enough that when I surrender what my mind thinks is best for me and I surrender to like, okay, no, what feels good to my body and my heart and my mission? Yeah. Do I trust that there's something bigger on the other side of that? Yeah. And there's, so I think that's where my edge is now. Like, can I actually learn to just 
Cause then what kind of choices would I make too? Like what kind of choices would I make? Like if I followed that, if I followed service, if I followed inspiration, if I followed like, what kind of brilliance would I tap into? What kind of products would I develop? What kind of partnerships would I call in and manifest and create? What kind of zest would I sell with? You know, like if, if I had this different energy, like how different would the creation be? And I think that's something I'm really excited to explore because it, it is just an evolution. I've been peeling away onion, like layers of the onion with my relationship, with my relationship with my family. And now it's like my relationship with creativity and creation and, and what that looks like and what that can feel like. And, and I think it is truly like coming back to regardless of what happens outside of me, can I feel full? That's a question I get to work on no matter what circumstances are changing, no matter what's happening in the world. Like, can I feel full on my own? And then everything else in my life is a bonus. I just love that technique you just shared, that notion of can you change the energy of a, an experience just by changing the word that you want to experience. So like you just said, changing responsibility to fun and how that then opens up a whole different thread of questions, how that transforms who you see yourself to be, how that changes what you do, what you choose just because you've chosen a different lens to look through. Like, how cool is that? That just feels like, wow, that's so empowering to know that you can do that. Well, changing expectation to appreciation. You know, Tony Robbins talks about that a lot. Like, you do that in your relationships and just change, it changes the way that things, it just changes everything. If you can authentically actually feel appreciation. But if you can't authentically feel appreciation, that's your work. Right. What are you resisting? Like, why is it so hard for you to forgive someone else? Why is it so hard for you to say, I'm so proud of you? Why is it so hard? Like, what are you afraid of? Like, I think those are the questions now that becomes your work. That becomes your self-reflection. That becomes your reflection. Because that then becomes a trap that you keep yourself in. Right. When you deny that authentic expression of love, you're denying yourself. That's so true. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for yourself appreciation is not for the other person. It is for yourself. It helps the other person feel better, but that is not the sole intent. The intent is to, is to expand the energies that underline your relationships. And feeling that gratitude authentically is such a gift to you can give to yours. I'm, I'm telling you from my own personal experience, like, man, when I can just love Gina as she is, God, it is such a treat to me. It is such a treat. When I don't need her to change, when I don't need her to go do anything for me, when I don't, and I just get to love her because I feel so full. Man, like it just, it's so fulling and nourishing because like, have you ever tried like to change somebody? Yes. And then like, well, have you ever tried putting your expectations on somebody, like making, like (laughs) needing them to be different, changing them? Like, can you feel the energy that they, like they, and you just want to walk away from them. You don't want to be around them. Yeah. You want to ignore them. You want to like stay away because you're just like, I can't be myself. But when you just love them as they are, oh my God, like, don't you just want, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you just want to love. It's like, there's this, like, there's this amazing energetic exchange that happens that I cannot explain with words because it's truly a felt experience. I'm trying to explain with words because I have a (laughs) podcast. And I'm rather great. I guess that's why I have a podcast. I'm better than most at explaining these experiences. Yeah. But like, to me, that's what it is. It's like, 
like think about how you feel when people just love you as you are and they don't expect you to change. Like how do you, you just want to be around them? You want to love them. You want to give them kudos back. You just want to keep sharing this cycle of love and acceptance and appreciation. And that's what I'm trying to get to. That's what I'm trying to share. That's what I'm realizing is the is truth, but it takes you having to experience that within yourself. Cause when you can accept and appreciate all the parts of you, like when you can appreciate your own inner coach for being an inner coach, you can actually speak to someone else's inner coach. That's so true. In a way that allows them to feel understood for having an inner coach. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you know your inner critic and, and that's something I realized with myself earlier in the month. Like I realized I actually had my inner mom and my inner dad that were like fighting with each other. Uh, I guess busy in that. <laughs> well, they were biting, they were fighting with each other over a conversation around money. Uh-huh. And that was all based on things that I've seen my parents have conversations around. Yeah. But when I learned to love my inner mom and love my inner dad and understand where they're coming from, I can then show up to my mom and my dad and love them as them understand why they might have concerns, why they may say certain things. Like it allows me to love them as they are. Yeah. It starts with me. And I guess as well, when you can do that, your experience changes just like that as well. Your experience can change in the moment of that person because you were the one that shifted. You haven't needed to wait for them to move anything. You've done the moving and you can do that moving in the moment because you just told us how you're now changing responsibility for playfulness and love and how that changes everything. Like this is the power of creativity that we have as, as individuals. And sometimes we just need to remember actually what, what is inside of us and what mm-hmm. we have the capability of, of doing. And this inner work, these inner conversations are such a catalyst and a gateway for all of that. It's, it's just amazing. So these, these conversations are so powerful, so powerful. Yeah. I'd love to ask you if you had to find like the thread like what was the common theme that flowed through April for you? What, what would you pick? I'm always learning, but I think learning is a theme that just comes up. Like I just had so many lessons and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really feel like you know, I'm getting to that point where I now know when something undesirable is happening, like a trigger, it's here to teach me something. And it's on me. It's my responsibility to understand what that is. I'd love to ask you, so now, how has that empowered you, knowing that those triggers are are lesson opportunities? How has that enabled you to lean into, like, challenges and difficulties at a different level? I don't feel like we're ever going to go through life without getting triggered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to go through life without being disappointed. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to go through life without some semblance of hardship. Mm. I don't think we're going to be void of life being life. To me, when I understand that everything is here and it's a reflection of where I'm at and, you know, I am creating my soul. Let's just say my soul is connected to a greater plan. And let's say my soul is creating opportunities for me to continue learning and unfolding my soul curriculum in the words of Ron Baker. Yeah. You know, like, If I believe that and I hold that to be true, this knowing and this understanding gives me the ability to walk through life with confidence and understanding that I'm not a victim to my circumstances. Like I have a choice to respond to everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. I may not like what's happening Mm -hmm. and I have a choice to respond. 
I have a choice to create a different reality. You know, I really feel like this is something that keeps coming back for me. My soul is not here to achieve. It's here to expand. And I'm finding a lot of purpose in that belief for myself. Like all these fights, these triggers, these lack of these, these failures, everything is these mistakes I make. Everything I do is actually here to help me expand as into the most authentic version of myself. And if I don't actually learn, I'm just going to keep making the same mistakes. So I think the knowing of this, mm-hmm. I'm going to create, I'm going to create the same conversations with my loved ones. I'm going to have the same arguments with my, with my love. Like, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's true. either, it's either, it can be the most empowering realization or it can be the most like trapping. And that's a choice you get to make too. Right. Like you get to make that choice. Like there's no escaping that reality that life is going to be hard. Life is going to give you opportunities to, to really truly test your, your sense of self. Mm-hmm. And if you don't lean in and learn those lessons in this lifetime, you will probably have to learn them again in another. Incentives. <laughs> well, and you know, most people don't understand the incentives of that. Like I don't obviously like, you know, I don't know what happens after we die. I have zero clue. <laughs> like I have my beliefs and my stories that help me live with purpose and give me meaning, but I have zero idea what happens after the veil. It's the ultimate uncertainty. The ultimate uncertainty is death. We just have no idea. But what I know to be true for myself is that I'm here right now in this moment and things happen in life that create certain responses from me. Mm-hmm. I have a natural desire to want to understand those responses yep. so that I can create as much empowerment as I can, because I do not want to feel like I am a victim to this life. I am not a victim. I am empowered. Yep. I have the ability to make choices mm-hmm. and I can change my reality based on me understanding what is actually creating these realities in the first place. The way I am showing up to my relationships is creating the reality. The way I'm showing up to business opportunities is creating the reality. Love it. And I can own that fully and make different choices, show up differently, show up authentically, and step up and be the and create the life that I dream of. And I refuse to be a victim to my story. I refuse to be a victim to my circumstances. I, I just refuse. I am not a victim. I'm a creator. And to me, that is at least for myself, I that's how I am choosing to approach life. No surprises here. Here's some certainty for you. The question is, how did you stay grounded in April? Really connecting with my with myself before I connect with anything or anyone else. Mm. So those micro moments of connection, right? Like before I say something to Gina, it's like taking a deep breath and really connecting with how I feel those pauses before the responses and really intentionally going deep. And, you know, I, I interviewed somebody for the podcast, which should be coming out in a few weeks, but we were talking about just silence and, and, and um, the gift that silence can be. Uh-huh. And, you know, one of the things he said on that podcast was just, you know, whenever he can, he, even if he only has five seconds, go deep into the depths of silence. And I remember when he said that, it just kind of really anchored me back into my heart because I, I feel like that's, you know, time is an illusion. Like I, sometimes moments can feel like hours and sometimes 
hours can feel like moments. And it is truly, and it's in our present awareness that, that our depth of presence allows us to truly actually expand or contract time. Mm -hmm. So when I exercise that muscle in those moments of the moments that matter and the moments that I choose to, it helps me just reconnect with a deeper well of wisdom of trust. I connect to a a, a much deeper, a, a much wiser energy, if you call that, like, if you want to call that part, like the old wise part, like I connect with that wisdom of like a, a timeless wisdom. That's like, everything's okay. You're on your right path. Trust yourself, love whoever's in front of you and just find joy in being I think those those pauses really helped me do that this month, like really truly connecting, especially when I'm triggered, especially when I'm having an emotional experience, especially when things are seemingly out of my control, like coming back to those moments and really feeling them is uh, how I stayed grounded this last month. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that ritual. I love that. So powerful. Thank mm-hmm. you. And it's so great. I mean, I, you know, I turn, I just turned 31, so I'm recording this before all right, this is Monday, the Monday before my birthday, Thursday. But uh, it's also just amazing to kind of reflect and see how far I've come in a year. What a year. Seriously. 31 has been, it's, it's been one. 30, 30 to 31 has been one of the most like just incredibly, uh, I, I just keep growing and I'm just so grateful. And I can't wait to do my, my, my birthday reflection process. I, just, uh, it's like I, I did a monthly reflection now, but really actually anchoring in like my birthday reflection will be fun too. So cool. I'm just grateful. Thank you, Georgina, for holding the space and as always for guiding just a, uh, a really heartfelt, present and connected conversation. I'm so grateful. Me too. Anytime. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. Chat real soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.